Welcome into another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast, limited uh, production edition. As uh, I'm Woody Womack, Southeast Recruiting Analyst for Rivals.com, and I'm joined by Florida Recruiting Analyst, Rob Casty. Rob, how's it going? It's NCAA tournament time, Woody, and you know what I think would be funny? Uh, bear with me here. What if we took a bracket, and instead of putting basketball teams in the bracket, we put in things like food items or rap songs or something quirky and funny, and it'll be real hilarious, and we'll have people vote online. Uh, and then we'll fill those out. I also like when they do accompanying podcasts. So podcasts that you like to listen to, then are all of a sudden talking about a soup bracket. Oh man, it's the best part of March. Let me tell you how creative and awesome and quirky that is. I mean, it really gets my blood pumping. Well, Rob, you made you made one of those brackets for annoying media personalities, uh, which <laughs> when I talk about one of these things is not like the other. You were there with a lot of famous celebs. So what's our theory on how you made it into that bracket? The working theory is that it's a Florida fan that just hates me um, because, you know, I'm in there with like Dick Vitale and people that actually have some name recognition. And then it's like Aaron Andrews and Rob Cassidy. Uh, so but there's also an SEC side of it. So it's either got to be a Georgia fan or a Florida fan with a crappy blog that I somehow made mad. And they just decided to insert me into the worst uh, media person. Well, let me tell you something. There is an SEC specific one, and neither one of us is in it. So, and I'm in the national one. No, but there's somehow. another one that's like definitely like a like I'm seeing it a lot of my timeline, and I'm pretty. It's uh, SEC badness, and I mean we're talking some of these guys. You know, Parish Alford. Who is that? That's the same. That's run by the same website that has me in the national, the national side. I mean, going up against Joey Galloway. We got team site guys in here. We got you know Jason Butt, who I know Nick Nick really likes. Um, You know, it's it's hard being as big time as me, (laughs) right? But my point is to you: How did we not make this SEC specific bracket over Jason Butt? People must like you. Maybe they think you're too good. And not oh, or too likable. Yeah, maybe that's it. Who 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 do we think Jason Butt covers? <laughs> um, I am going to say Arbor. Oh, he's the UGA beat writer for the Telegraph in Macon. Well, I mean, four thousand Twitter followers. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure Jason does a great job. But come on, Jason. You can make that bracket before me and Rob, but maybe, like you said, maybe we're our likable. It's an unlikable bracket, so I guess I should take it as a compliment. No, I'm, yeah, but I'm on the national side of it. Like, it's the same website that runs these two brackets. There's tabs that you can toggle on the top. So you're the only likable one. I'm I'm, I'm, the, I'm the hateable, annoying jerk. The best was them not being able to spell Jamel Hill's name, which somehow <laughs> I don't understand. She, she often mentions it when people who tweeted her, and they're like, she's like, the name is right in front of you, um, which – which uh, <laughs> is true. How do you not spell the name right when it's you're literally tweeting at the person and seeing how the name is spelled? Well, but, uh, one of my friends in Wichita texted me today complaining that his gambling, his bookie's uh, website, I guess his bookie has a website that takes bets and <laughs> the Wichita region of the uh, term is spelled incorrectly. <laughs> There's like a random T floating around in the middle of the word. Yeah, that's, a, that's, not, an easy, that's not an easy word to spell. So... Uh, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that the bookie's got other problems he's worrying about. Um, we want to remind everyone, please leave us a review on iTunes. We are now up to, drumroll please, 68 reviews. We're trying to get to 100. And guess what? We got a new one uh, from Speed User. 
<laughs> Speaking of that guy. Yeah, probably one of my friends. Right. Uh, great yeah. podcast. Always entertaining, even during the dead periods of college football slash recruiting. The title of the review is Woody's Mom Must Be Proud. So I don't know uh, if that's a reference to maybe sometimes I make a few cracks uh, at my mother's expense on the show. So Yeah, maybe sometimes. Maybe. I'm not, that's, that cannot be uh, confirmed or denied. You have to go back and listen to old episodes yourself. So, all right, Rob, let's jump right into it. We are without Nick this week. We should say Nick's under the weather. Uh we were in San Francisco. We had, did all types of stuff. There was a lot of Snapchats sent. Uh, we meant to record an episode when we were together. Unfortunately, the uh, the acoustic situation was not up to snuff, so we couldn't do that. So that's why we're here. Um, so get well soon, Nick, because uh, he won't be producing this podcast either unless it messes up like it did last time. So we had a special episode last week with Mario Cristobal on, of course, as some of you might have listened to, about half of our regular audience based on the numbers I saw. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'm much more interesting than him, apparently. I'm the, I'm the draw here. How was he? It sounded great. Um, he's an interesting guy. He's reached out to me sort of on occasion, but I haven't had much uh, communication with him as you have. I know that you two have a relationship. It seemed like uh, seemed like it went well. What did you think? What were your takeaways? Yeah, he's pretty cool. I mean, you know, I've known him for a little while. Um, got to know him better probably the last eighteen months or so. And he's a he's a cool guy. I mean, he's he's relatively laid back, especially compared to most uh, football coaches. I mean, in terms of us, you know, hanging out or <laughs> I. The, the the problem with these football coaches is the amount of directions they get pulled in. I mean, it's unbelievable to think the things he had to do from the time I showed up until the time I left. I mean, I got there close to noon. He had a press conference, which I, uh, which I attended there with the local media as they were getting ready to start spring football. I then, uh, you know, get whisked away behind the scenes because we we're supposed to record the interview in his office. Well, then next thing you know, he's in there with some type of athletic director that conversation goes on for, you know, 45 minutes. He comes out and he says, okay, Woody, we're ready. And then someone says, no, well, you've got to go give this. It's somebody who works in the football office's last day. You've got to go give him this jersey and make a speech. So then we're walking and talking, taking the elevators. He goes down, gives the speech, comes back. And then, you know, by the time we finally sit down and get a chance to start talking, you know, next thing you know, he's got to be done and you know, 10, 15 minutes before he goes on to the next thing. So, I mean, we've seen it when we visited other schools before, but, you know, the whole CEO, football coaches, CEO thing is, it's really true. They have to do a ton of stuff. They're getting pulled in a ton of directions. And it's uh, interesting. It's why, you know, the old assistant coaches are more important than ever, as we've we've always talked about on here. Well, let me put on my, uh, my recruiting reporter hat here uh, and sound like one of these other losers at an event and ask you, did you like the facilities? What, what oh, yeah. were the world-renowned Oregon facilities like? Well, you know, the facilities are nice, including uh, well, interesting s- setup they have bathroom-wise in the football building, which is like essentially uh, unisex bathrooms because each each uh, stall has its own locking door. So it's, re- you know, it's re- it's really weird. But, oh, uh, that situation starting to leak into bars now where it's like a communal sink area for, right, for, exactly. for everyone. And then, the, yeah, and then, okay, yeah, I see. I, I've seen this in a... At many a bar. Well, it's fitting in Oregon that it's uh, like that as a very progressive community where a lot of your your socialist friends uh, <laughs> make their home. But uh, you, the yeah, I mean the facilities are amazing. I mean, last time I was there, I went through, and you know, of course, they have a boxing ring, and they have they have all kinds of crazy stuff. I think I went through that 
they have that Marcus Mariota building where there's like this thing on the ceiling that you can't really tell what it is, but if you put your phone up to it, you can see that it's it's Marcus Mariota. It's like looking at you, but it's kind of some type of abstract art. I mean, it's crazy, and their whole football building is like you know. It's, I think it's supposed to be like a little Star Wars themed, and it's this giant black building. I mean, you know, Nick's dad, who's a architect, would would love it for sure. But yeah, it's it's definitely cool. I mean, I don't get super excited about you know buildings but if i did i would i would love it good good man my uh my my experience with college football coaches this week was not as pleasant as yours i suppose uh and we can bring that into our first topic i guess yeah let's talk about it Uh, you were down at the adidas east coast invitational i believe is the name with our good pals at adidas and uh, Jimbo Fisher was there hanging out as his son was playing. His son does play for uh, – what's the name of the team in Tallahassee he plays for? Tight Action Sports. <laughs> Gee, that's right. I remember. <laughs> yeah, how could you forget? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know how I, don't know how I remember uh, how I could forget that. I'm There's just- an AAU basketball team called Squash All Beefs, which is just the greatest. <laughs> that's better. I mean, that's the best anything name in the history of the world. Yeah, so, so – tight action uh he was there his his son plays quarterback on that team and the rule of course is if a coach uh if a coach's son uh plays or i think it might even uh trickle down to grandkids or something like that if they play then the the parent can come to the event regardless so i mean we have you know last year we had will muschamp dana holgerson uh brent venables um i'm trying to think of who else has been to our we've had that coach from indiana whose name i can oh, yeah, never tom remember allen. There. yeah tom yeah. allen was at orlando camp last year with his son so plenty of coaches and and sometimes you know we often get asked by schools hey you know my director of player personnel has a son who's in high school can we come to the camp and stuff like that so it's definitely something that that is uh becoming more popular so surprised that we didn't you know some some coaches who have kids haven't hit us up yet. I'm sure that'll change now that this article's come out by you. But uh, so Jimbo Fisher was there hanging out, and you kind of made note of it. We made note of it last year, I think, when we did like a takeaways type article. Yeah, and nothing came so, from so, it last so year. I mean, it, was, it was the same tournament. Right. Well, it was the same tournament last year, except it was in Orlando. Jimbo was there with his son. We wrote about it. It was fine. This year he was there with his son in his A&M hat and his sunglasses. And uh, aside, he, he definitely yelled at a reporter for photographing him, which I – a reporter that you and I both love. I haven't even told you the story yet. But oh, really? Boy. Was it an alpha um, dog? Anyway, uh, no, it was not an alpha dog. It was a uh, – It was a beta. Uh, a, a guy that thinks that I want to talk about guns for some reason. Oh, he – wow. He yelled at him, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can get into we can get into that later off the air. Oh, um, but yeah, so anyway, after it's over, I get a call from one of our team sites who covers the team saying that you know one of the coaches on that team site would like to speak to me. And I'm thinking, I start going through my head, what have I written lately that has made a coach mad? And I'm going through, and I'm like, you know, I can't figure out how I've made this person mad. Well, I get the phone call, and it turns out he's not mad at me at all. He's wanting to to grill me about Jimbo Fisher because he's seen the story. And he is upset, talked, talked, according to the coach, he's already talked to AM's compliance office and he just needs to know who Jimbo was watching and what fields he was watching. And I'm like, I don't, A, I don't know you. B, even if he was slipping thousand dollar handshakes in the parking lot, I wouldn't tell you because A, I like Jimbo and B, I don't know who you are. 
it was so weird. It's like, well, I didn't follow him around, coach. I didn't track his eyes to make sure he wasn't watching the Houston Fast team when his kid wasn't playing. He was standing in the middle of four football fields. It's not that hard to turn around. It, it, these coaches are crazy. I, I don't understand what advantage you think he's gaining. I mean, I guess an evaluation advantage, but his ki- it's not like his kid is a toddler. His kid is a high school football player in the tournament. Sorry. I mean, if you want the same access, have some kids, man. Well, I've always said that if I was a college assistant coach, I'd be adopting kids every year. I mean, or every four years. Why, why wouldn't you? <laughs> of course you would. I mean, no, what, I, are you no. trying to win? Or are we, you know, you trying to win? See, either your first or your last, Rob. So if I can adopt a kid, send him to football camps, and then send him off to have a better life, and I could do that every four imagine, years. Imagine being so paranoid, too, that you would call a reporter that you've never talked to before or want to call a reporter that you've never talked to before to grill him about Jimbo Fisher being at this. I, I just can't imagine sitting behind my desk as some kind of college football coach and being like, Oh, that's the last straw. I'm calling this guy. I'm going to track his number down and call him and figure out what he saw because I am going to snitch. So what did you write? Let me read what you, what you wrote, by the way, your number one story of the year so far. How about that? Or not of the year how about that? of March, excuse me. Um, well, let's see. I mean, let's let's find uh, what you said. Did you say anything? You say, "Oh, he was there. He was there to watch his son." Wandered the premises and took in a number of games. Oh, see, you said they watched. He watched Fast Houston. So well, this kid played against Fast Houston. I, I mean, it. I, it's still a, quite of a leap, even if I'm the coach that called to be reading that and being like, I need to call this guy right now. And even if I said, Hey man, look, he was watching all the games. What's he going to do? Call the NCAA and be like, Hey, this reporter says that he was watching all the games. I need him punished. What, what is the outcome of this? Like, what is, what is, what do they think is yielding? Like is going to, them grilling me is going to yield for them. Like what advantage are they trying to glean here? Yeah. I, I, I mean, the bottom line is this: This is the time of year where people got too much time on their hands. Unless you're, unless you're Mario Cristobal, who's got to go to all sorts of meetings and whatnot. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I mean, come on, man! Like, like you said, I mean, the the number of and, and this continues to be a trend. Uh, you know, a lot of times, and and Nick and I talked about this a lot over the weekend. The amount of times that people are like, "You think you know more than college coaches, and they don't care about anything you think." The amount of times we get called by these people uh, and asked questions and asked our opinion on players, I mean, it's it's through the roof. And it's from schools you wouldn't even expect. It's from schools not in the southeast. I got called when I was I was in Oregon last week, and I woke up, and I saw a number that wasn't saved in my phone. And I was like, uh, who is this? Should I answer? I answer, hello. And it's, hey, Woody, it's, you know, whoever from whatever school – how you doing, bud? And I was like, hey, what's up, man? And he proceeds to just ask me about like 20 different players, you know? Um, and this is not someone I interact with on a day. Last time I talked to this guy was, I believe, April of last year, you know? So uh, it's just random. I always roll my like, – It's I try to do my, my best to avoid talking to these people because anytime a college coach calls me, I don't know if it's different for you. It's one of two things. They either want something or they want you to yell at me. That's it. Yeah. Every time yeah. one of them, I know, I know it's one of those two things and I'm not sure which one I prefer, but nobody ever just calls to, you know, to shoot. The, the, I can't even say that word. Nobody ever just calls just to chat. Uh, it's one of two things. They're either going to yell at you or ask you for a favor. And that is, uh, that's why I roll my eyes. Yeah. They always, the, the give and take relationship is not, uh, it's a lot of, uh, 
It's a lot, it's a lot of taking, take. not a lot of giving, which is why generally you and I don't uh, get in the weeds with coaches because they'll tell you they don't want a kid, never wanted him. And then, of course, not, not a take. Right. Yeah. Not a take. That's where you get into not a take country. So uh, that was interesting. Uh, that, that that just goes to show, Rob, boy, people reading your stories. <laughs> yeah. Reading them earlier and earlier. Yeah. People are reading your stories earlier and earlier. Speaking of stories, which people are going to read or not read, I have a story more of a more of a USA Today style uh, article coming out <laughs> for you journalism nerds. Um, coming out later this week about the Pac-12 and why it's been so long since they've won a national championship. And I have a <laughs> feeling people are going to be pretty mad at me about it when they read it, just because the amount of kids I talk to, I talk to all kids from the West Coast region over the past two weekends. Boy, people, the kids out there, A, can have no idea when the last time a Pac-12 team won was. And number two, some of the reasons they gave why people aren't going to like, you know, this this kid says, I just think they lack some of the key factors that these SEC and ACC schools have. They lack some big time players that they don't have in recruiting because they're so focused on the West Coast and not focused on the athletes in Florida and Texas. I think that's what they're missing out on. Well, you can, we obviously can't read the best answer. Um, which well, the, be- the best answer was uh, it would end me. I, I would end up on you know the undefeated or the somewhere worse. I put what the best answer was. I was going to be cut. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's not your answer. You didn't say it. But yeah, it would no. get. It would be too much. It would be too much trouble. I for people that already think this show is an SEC honk show. Uh, this is not going to help our cause <laughs> whatsoever. But what do you want us to do? I mean, you ask the California kids. It's not you'd think they would have some other different kind of opinion. And you just, I mean, I haven't seen the story yet. But you, you're just publishing as like a survey, right? This isn't well, Matt. Yeah, it's just a survey. No, this is not. That, this is not uh, none of my opinion. It's just going to be. Here's the questions I asked. Do you remember? Do you know when the last time they won was? Which I got a lot of. No, sir. <laughs> this one kid says. This one kid's. <laughs> What did he say? I thought he, I think he said, he said, I don't remember. Do you? <laughs> I looked it up. Which I enjoy uh, them asking, uh, you know, I asked why, why they think it's been so long. Um, a lot of talk about coaching, a lot of talk about recruiting. Um, this guy saying that the Pac-12 recruits too many players that are just trying to get to the league and not, and not uh, be on a team. Um you know, there's a lot of talk like that. Then I asked, okay, what do they need to do to turn it around? Um, you know, there was a lot of talk about, uh, like our boy Max Williams here says, you can just see the difference in play watching Alabama and watching USC. Alabama are just dogs. They need to get that mentality in the Pac-12. I think they need to recruit some guys from the South. So, so let me ask you this. How, since this is written the way that you've explained it, how will this be turned around to become your fault as an SEC honk? Well, because I pointed it out to them that, you know. I oh, have yeah, you're recruiting for the SEC is what they're going to say. Yeah. I, I figured it might be. Why don't you do the story about the Big 12 or the Sun Belt? Right. That yeah. Also happening. yeah. Well, I'm sure it's going to get some backlash or, or no one will read it at all. But uh, I thought it was very interesting. As I often remind people, I'm from the West Coast. Uh, and I grew up, I uh, was raised on Pac-12 football. So. Um, you know, the, the, the thing that I found most interesting was, you know, I said, okay, so which team do you think has the best chance to break the streak? And it was across the board, essentially was USC. You got a couple Oregon's, you got a couple UCLA's, but I mean, 
you know, it was really USC heavy uh, of all the kids I talked to at both stops, Northern California and Southern California. So um, who said UCLA? Because when I was asking kids about that Chip Kelly story when we were out there that I wrote, they were like, I couldn't find a kid that had ever met or talked to Chip Kelly in the entire camp. Yeah, well, this one says, I like Chip Kelly's offense. This kid says, uh, uh, UCLA just got Chip Kelly. Um, I think USC or UCLA just because of Chip Kelly. See, I mean, every person that said UCLA mentioned Chip Kelly as well. He's got name recognition. Chip Kelly might be what everybody thought John Gruden was. Like this kid, this guy that's got a great name recognition with recruits and would automatically have pull. I think everybody thought John Gruden was that guy, but none of the kids know who he is. And maybe Chip Kelly really is that guy. Yeah, especially the West Coast kids. Um, you know, they, they love, they know Chip Kelly. They love the, you know, they love those Oregon teams with the Anthony Thomas and company. So it doesn't surprise me. We'll see how it, the problem is that they're, they're recruiting their own way. They, you know, they, they, you want to talk about not paying attention to star rankings. I think they have the best case, uh, for the, for that, for sure. I think Chip Kelly over the years has kind of recruited guys at his own pace. Uh, no doubt about it. So, uh, all right. Well, that wraps up our f- football talk this week. Uh, just because nothing's going on. It's a slow time of year. We're out of camps every week. Uh, we're going to try to talk. We'll talk about what we write about. I got to figure out a story idea to write out of Texas. Maybe I'll write about your boy Jimbo. Um, but we have to, we, you and I will discuss that off the air. So, boy, tweet of the week time. Do I have a tweet of the week? Do you have a tweet of the I, week? I've barely been on Twitter this week. Um, yeah, the only thing that's on there are people's you know, food brackets or whatever. So. <laughs> brackets. What's the worst bracket you've seen? I know what the best one is. The worst, I mean, they're all of them are the worst except for the Kanye West bracket, which I actually thought was interesting. Um, I think you saw that one. It went viral-esque. Um, I thought it was viral. Oh, I didn't see it. No, what, what, what? Uh, it's just all of his songs, which I think is at least a little interesting. It's a lot better than, you know, best food in Miami or, you know, best, best rapper alive or, you know, which football coach would win in a cage fight. So I don't know. They're all equally bad. What's the worst one you've seen? Uh, well, I mean, you know, the, I, I haven't seen as many as you. It doesn't seem to cross over into my world. Uh, it's a very SB like, Nation thing, I, I found. It's like, it's not, not necessarily just SB Nation, but it's SB Nation and the likes. Uh, the, well, it's the definitely ringer. like a two, th- well, it's definitely like a 2009 blog type gimmick. Uh, it's like, uh, you know, remember when it used to be like, who, we're going to take the, New York Mets and cast them as members of Saved by the Bell. Who's Zach Morris? Yeah, you know, yeah, remember that? Yeah, Bill Simmons coined that, I think. Right. Remember that shtick? It's a lot like that. What if um, the starting five of the Cleveland Cavaliers were the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Who's Splinter? Right, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly the type of uh, – That's the type of – roster of the Milwaukee Brewers as the Muppet Babies. Um, I have, God, I have one tweet that's so funny. Oh, here we go. Yes, 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 yes. I have one that's so funny that I can't read because it would anger uh, some of our coworkers here at Rivals. I'll read it to you uh, off the air. So this one is not related to football recruiting, but it's funny nonetheless for people who use social media. So Harrison Weber, who appears to be senior news editor at Gizmodo, uh, which, by the way, has less Twitter followers than you. How about that, Rob? Take that, Gizmodo. Hey, I like Gizmodo. I'm a well. You might be up for, yeah. You might be up for a job at Gizmodo based on Twitter followers. That's how people are getting uh, jobs now. You know. That's 
Yes, and I'm told. So he he writes he puts an article that says, "What apps have you deleted lately?" Um, you know, he, he goes on here after a mind numbing election cycle and a, and a distressed car accident. I dramatically de- deleted Twitter from my phone early last year, giving my brain a break. You get the idea. So he says, "Reminder for peace of mind: delete your apps," which you and I have both done at different times, yes. including you checking out of Facebook completely, which was a smart move. Now. It was retweeted by Brenna McCarthy, who's a tech PR girl, pop culture vulture, Brooklyn bred New Yorker, accent not included, talk nerdy to me. Mm-hmm. I know uh, about a probably, thousand. I know a thousand of her. <laughs> probably only probably only swiped right on you because of her dog because yeah. of your dog. Yeah, like <laughs> I, had I, to guess. I, I know a thousand of this woman. So she says, important reminder on day one of my social media cleanse, phone bad. Facebook, Snapchat, and Swarm are gone. Instagram is still here, but I'm restricted to one or two hours per day and post and no posting to stories. Now, keep in mind, she tweeted this on day one. Of <laughs> People her are still using Swarm? Cleanse. <laughs> I use Swarm still. I like Swarm. Uh, I just forget to use it. So our girl in front of the show, Abby uh, Schaffman. Uh, which uh, I guess she doesn't have her last name on her Twitter profile. Sorry, Abby. <laughs> she says, she says, yet here you are tweeting this update with the little uh, thinking uh, face <laughs> emoji, which made me laugh so much. And then Brianna responds, thank you, social media police, but Twitter is not part of the cleanse with the winking, sticking her tongue out emoji. But I thought Abby roasted her. That was a sneaky <laughs> roast, wasn't it? How can Twitter not so, be part of the Twitter's the worst place on earth? <laughs> Twitter would definitely go before, especially before Snapchat. Yeah, no kidding. Not to mention Swarm. What? What? What is? Maybe she's how real, Swarm adver- to- real adverse to seeing how many people are eating at that new Italian restaurant down the street. For those who don't know, Swarm is the uh, successor of Foursquare, which is where you check in to say where you are. But I feel like that takes. That doesn't. That's not like Twitter, where you're seeing political stuff or, uh, or you know, offensive, you know, alt right or you know, socialist takes. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't get why, uh, I don't get why Swarm gets the cut. But anyway, Abby, Abby's always good for a roasting. She roasted Brenna, so big shout to. Or these days, seeing what if the Boston Celtics were a curling team? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who would be? Uh, what, what was that guy's name? Steve. It would be the sweeper. What was the guy's name? Oh, Schuster? the guy with the mustache. Yeah, Schuster was he? The- yeah, he was something the, like the that. captain. He, he he did us dirty. I can tell you that much. Um, all right, mm-hmm. moving on. Last time I ever gambled. Yeah, time for rants and recommendations. Okay, we have got a lot. Rob and I have been traveling. We've been complaining at each other. <laughs> I wish Nick were here to to join in. I have a great story, uh, by the way, for Woody's Wacky Story of the Week that we're going to have to hold till next week because don't you think I should play the, the clips, Rob, from the GoPro video? Yeah, because the, the first few clips are at least safe to play on the podcast. We might have to do some Yeah, there's going to be some editing uh, on the other ones. Uh, but yeah, we'll have to save them for when Nick can do, do the heavy lifting, even though we're going to have to have David at this because I've already <laughs> cursed and said something I wasn't So So the the here's the teaser a hawk flew into my back porch yesterday and couldn't get out and i had to go mono a hawk uh 
and Woody reacted about the way that you would assume. <laughs> well, let's just say to a hawk flying at this big point. Let's just say the hawk and I, you know, we had a, we had a little bit of a disagreement at times, uh, which led to me <laughs> mocking. It was a hawk mocking session, but uh, the the videos were. It, it, <laughs> so great. we'll play that next week. We will not play the whole video, but I will tell more about the story. So, uh, first of all. Rob, you and I flew into uh, Los Angeles, LAX, uh, about 10 or 11 days ago on Thursday, almost two weeks ago now. And for what, two days or three days straight, it rained? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cleveland right. with palm trees. And at least five different people texted us or asked us during the first two days we were there, how's sunny California? <laughs> What's the origin of that platitude, by the way? Like, I understand that it has a reputation for being sunny, and maybe it is on the times that we're not there. But for that many people to ask that exact same quote is really staggering. Yeah, independent of us. You know, people were asking both of us. Not the same people were asking both of us. Two or three people asked you. Two or three people asked me. Um, yeah, it's strange, Not to mention, man. do you know where you live? You live in the sunshine state, Rob. Why does why is it notable that you're in California? <laughs> I have no idea. Where it's never been sunny. You and I have been out there, what, together two of the last three years? You've been three yeah. years in a row for the camps? And it has rained every single time. It's a as far as I'm concerned, it is now San Antonio in in the space where it's one of these fraudulent warm weather cities where everybody just says it's nice all the time, but every time I'm there it's raining. Yeah. So Look, and I'm an analytics guy, so you know I'm not going off of heart and grit and observations. I can only, <laughs> I can only assume what the numbers say, and the numbers say it's dreary. Right. In California. It has rained at the rivals camp in California, and it was sunny by the end of the day on Sunday. The second half of the day on Sunday, it was sunny. But guess what? Do you want to know what the weather was like in Northern California over the weekend? It was uh, foggy and drizzly and rainy, especially. Nick Lucero, oh, and very cold, by the way. It was also, that's the other problem in California. It was below 50 degrees. We were freezing. Um, it, it, it was not It was not ideal. It is. It's Ohio with palm trees. <laughs> so, so talk about SEC honks. I'll, I'll, I'll take the real sunshine state, Dr. Dre. Um, it's known as Florida. So... Uh, so, so don't, if you know someone is going to California, bottom line, don't ask them how sunny California is. Cause it's a stupid yeah, question. And tell them, tell them to pack a ski. Yeah, it's annoying. And it's a stupid question. So next Rob, you've got one here about, uh, airplane related. It looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't usually, I don't get into the complaining about airlines fray very often because I know they're doing the best they can and whatever. My one thing is this, uh, when I'm at the airport, my one goal among uh, above all of it, not have not have have anybody talk to me. So I, I take my headphones out to check them through security, and that is it. That is the only time they come out of my ears. I do not want some person from Illinois to start being folksy with me or ask me where I live or ask me what book I'm reading or talk to me at all. So I keep them in. The only time that I'm ever forced to take them out is during the boarding calls because they call numbers. You know, you have to be ready to board with your group. How is there not a visual representation of what groups they've called? Like, I don't understand how there's not a giant board or on that giant board behind, or at least on American, behind the gate agent, why there isn't like now calling number two. So I don't have to expose myself to people from Indiana by taking my headphones out to listen uh, when I could just keep them in and look at the board for the number. Okay. It seems like a really relatively 
quick fix. Now, mm-hmm. let me tell you, Delta does have the boards you're looking for, exactly, except they're never updated on time. They're always behind. So if you if you go on that board and you're in zone one, and it, like, like, for example, the last flight I was on, it says, you know, now it says pre-boarding. And I'm sitting here watching like 100 people get on the plane. So I walk up to some other – you know, observers. And I say, Hey, do you know which zone is boarding? And they go, no, they haven't said one yet. And I was like, I was like, they just said, you know, sky priority or whatever. And I was like, well, there's no way 70% of the plane is in sky priority. Right. So then the woman, after about five minutes, she goes, we're still boarding zone one. We're going to continue with zone one now. And I was like, and all of us were like, what do you mean you're still boarding zone when you never said you were boarding zone one. And the board said pre-boarding and the board never changed. So, uh, see, we got to do something about this. Yeah, I, I, I thought you were going to complain about, pe- you know, th- this is my constant complaint is people gathering around the gate. It needs to be stopped. Number one, it's a secu- I personally believe it's a security threat. It's a fire hazard. The, this plane the other day, and I, and I watched the, the poor people who work for the airlines, who take a lot of guff, obviously, they're sitting there and, and people are coming to the counter and, and the lady goes, says to one of the customers, she goes, look. We haven't even unloaded the plane that just landed. So all you guys standing here are going to be right in the way, uh, which is exactly what I watched it play out. And guess what? When I come off a plane, if there's people standing there and you're in my way, you're getting a forearm shiver. So I was 100% <laughs> going to just say, how many people have you lowered your shoulder and bowled over? Uh, but you, you beat me. Several. I mean, I'll kick your bag. That's a... <laughs> 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 that's a classic Woody trick is I will kick a, if someone's rolling a, you know, rolling a bag a little, it's not, it's a little bit loose. I'll kick it with my foot for sure. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, there was once I was headed to the uh, music midtown festival here in Atlanta, popular music fest. Some woman, I don't know if she had taken a cab from the airport, but she decided somehow in the middle of the rush of people going to music midtown on a Friday, you know, we're talking the entire sidewalk is packed person to person. She's trying to go against the stream while rolling her carry on behind her. Right. And not only, rolling it, not only rolling it behind her, didn't have it directly behind her, had it, you know, cocked off to the side. So, so but in the sidewalk on the other side of the road was completely empty. So she crosses the street. She's on easy street, right? But she's choosing the upstream here. Thou- literally thousands of people walking from the Marta station to uh, Piedmont Park here in Atlanta, which she knows. Right. And here comes the Womack bag kick. And here it comes. She comes by. That bag <laughs> swings out. I kick it. I kick it hard, too. This was, this was not a soft <laughs> kick. And she says, excuse you, you <laughs> bleep. <laughs> What did the what did the second word start with? It started with F and it ended with ER. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, it was it was a. I was gonna, I was going to guess the one that started with a D. No, no, it was good. It was a classic uh, moment. Of course, you know, which led to me laughing at her because um, I enjoy people cussing at me. Uh, I had to a while ago, so I had my old suitcase before I got the one that I'm rocking now. Was just beaten to crap as things that I own tend to tend to become. I uh, I couldn't get the you know, the handle that you wheel it by, I couldn't get it to go down and I was at the airport. So I had to prop it up against one of the, <laughs> one of the, uh, the seats in the terminal and just stomp it until it broke. Traffic ceased to a halt. And there are just people staring at me, stomping on my suitcase <laughs> until the thing snapped the metal bar snapped in half so I could get it on the plane. That's funny. I actually lost actually 
one of my my suitcases broke that way when I I set it inside a hotel room and it fell over and it snapped because the the thing was up. I was so disappointed. It was one of my faves. Um, but it, but anyway, uh, just just real quick on the same on the same topic, um, you know. <laughs> It's okay to pick up another thing when you're going down the aisle, when you get on the plane, you don't need to keep wheeling your carry on just because a suitcase has wheels on it. Doesn't mean you always have to be wheeling. it. The thing that kills me is when people get on the plane and they're sitting here, dragging, pick it up, grab, grab your suitcase with your arm and pick it up and hold it in your hand. Have you ever thought of that? <laughs> like my grandfather used to. Yeah, exactly. Like a real man. Uh, your grandfather's suitcases didn't have the greatest generation didn't have wheels and they wore suits to the airport. So, uh, yeah, I'm out on the suits to the airport. No, who are you telling? Nobody knows somebody. I know somebody that travels in a tie just to do it. And I cannot remember who it is. Well, I think now this ought to come to me. I think the argument for traveling, uh, in a suit. No, this isn't like a businessman. This is like, we'll be going on, like he'll be going like vacation to Las Vegas and he'll just, because he's going to the airport, it's it's tie wearing season. Really? Well, so, yeah. Sounds like he's got too much spare time on his hands. If I were to, uh, <laughs> he, he probably is like us. Doesn't have a real job. Doesn't have to ever put on a tie, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. You know, I don't know most people that have real jobs. Yeah, it's exactly enjoy making mediocre money like me and you. So, mm-hmm. um, I think that wraps it up. I don't really have any recommendations. I have been watching a few new uh, TV shows. Uh, trying to, I, I watched a lot of the Oscar movies and guess what? They stink. I can't recommend any of them except for get out, which I enjoyed, which we've already talked about several times, but did you watch the one that won with the guy that fornicates with the fish? Or no, whatever? I did not. I watched, I watched lady bird. And as I said, more like lady turd because that girl's a little brat. So yeah, I don't think you're allowed to say that out loud. You have to universally love that movie and you have to also universally love call me by your name. I haven't seen either, but I just know, I just know the rules of the internet, and the internet dictates that you are not allowed to say bad things. Let me about tell you. Let me tell you something about Lady Bird. No, it's just a spoiler alert if you haven't watched it. Which, if you haven't watched it, you listen to this podcast. Chances are you're not watching it. The, the her biggest beef is that her mom is mad about paying for her to go to school on the East Coast, as opposed. Her mom wants to pay for her to go to school in California. Oh, the horror! The horror of her evil mother only willing to pay 20,000 a year for her to go to college instead of 40,000. What is, what gives her the right? Am I right? Get, get out of here. I, listen, let me tell you something. I feel that's creeping to mom story. Mom story. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> I would kill for the mom on Lady Bird to treat me like that. Okay. So, you know, guess what? Greta Gerwig or whoever wrote that movie or directed it based on their own life. You had it pretty easy and you come off looking like a spoiled brat. So take that for data. Okay. So I will eventually watch this movie. I, I just don't know when. Also, uh, do you want me to run through all my puns I made about all these movies? I saw? <laughs> by, by all means. <laughs> yeah. Dunkirk more like dumb jerk. Cause that's what I felt like after wasting two hours on that boring movie. It stinks. <laughs> what else did I see? What was the- <laughs> Uh, did you see Call Me By Your Name? You didn't see The Shape of Water. Uh, get Out was good. I saw. I thought, we all like to Get Out. Yeah, I loved Get Out. I thought I saw another one. I thought I had another one. I had. I definitely texted Nick all of these uh, in reference to how I felt when I saw them. It was definitely Lady Turd. It was definitely Dumb Jerk. And there was there was. Oh, uh, you know what I watched? Guess what? Here's a recommendation for you. I watched that movie uh, about the dude who wrote Winnie the Pooh. 
Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like the, watching that. What do you think about this trend of them making movies of Disney clearly exercising their, uh, you know, what do they call it? I creative privilege, no, IP, intellectual property. Oh yeah, yeah they're yeah. leveraging it to make movies about, like they made the one about the dude who wrote Mary Pop or the woman who wrote Mary Poppins, whoever. Tom Hanks was in it, whoever. Or said it's something to do with Mary Poppins. Yeah, I knew I knew that that movie existed in the consciousness. I have not. I don't know very much about it. Right. I don't know what the Winnie the Pooh one is, but the bottom line is uh, Christopher Robin was the original Kardashian. Was was my takeaway from that movie. So if that you find that my favorite thing ever is that, you know how much I love Clickhole the website, right? I'll always recommend Clickhole. The maybe the best Clickhole article that I've ever read was the headline: "I don't let my kids watch Winnie the Pooh because I don't want them idolizing a fat virgin." <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, that slays me every single time I see it. I, I've read it probably a hundred times, but every time I see the headline, I just, I just laugh. Well, we've got a new Winnie the Pooh movie coming out, so uh, stay tuned, uh, Pooh poo heads. What do they call? What do they call Winnie the Pooh fan? Pooh Nation? Yeah, fat losers. <laughs> I love Winnie the Pooh. You know, when you're, when you're the- this, speaking of Clickhole, currently on the Clickhole website, we need to talk about paying college athletes for a couple of seconds so our consciences can rest easy. <laughs> we can pay attention to March Madness. Yeah, that's true. Talk about it for a day or two and then let us enjoy uh, the bracket. So uh, do you have a pick, Rob? Did you fill out a bracket yet? Uh, I have not, but I will, uh, I will take uh, – uh, who are the one seeds? Virginia, Kansas – Villanova uh, and Xavier. I'll take I'll, I'll take I'll take Villanova. See, I was thinking about taking Virginia until this guy broke his hand or whatever. I'm not sure what happened there with that. Did you see that today? I did. I saw it yesterday. Their potential second round matchup with my alma mater and Bruce Weber. Yeah, yeah. Well, something's up with this. I, I like I like Virginia, uh, but I, I don't know. That, I guess that would have been my pick before this. Uh, Injury situation, you know, yesterday I, I yelled at you for about 10 minutes uh, solid recently about the uh, about the Pac-12 only getting three teams in. And then, of course, they come out and lose immediately. Uh, uh, and then Arizona State's going to lose tonight, too, man. I've never seen a team collapse the way that I mean, they were number two in the country at one point, And now they're playing in the first four or whatever. And they, it, I don't know what happened there. I, I there are no injuries that I can find. I've just never seen anything like this. Well, my argument to you was that USC was the second best team in the Pac-12, and they got hosed. So, uh, bottom line is Pac-12 should have five teams in every year. I don't care what year it is. They've got 12 teams. Take a look at the NBA and see where all the players are from. Come on, Rob. You know in the NCAA tournament, my strategy is usually to pick the team with the most future NBA players on it. Which is a really good strategy. And I agree with you there. And I think I figured out what happened. I don't watch a lot of Pac-12 basketball. I know that may shock you, but I did watch UCLA last night as I had monetarily invested in the Bruins. And I, they did, they have good players. I have never seen a worse coach basketball. It's like they'd never seen a zone defense. And I thought maybe I was seeing things when I was like, how is this happening? And then this morning I woke up to a hundred articles about how awful the coach is. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, you know, maybe I can, maybe I can tell the difference between a good team and a bad team. Oh, but guess what? That point guard, the, the youngest holiday brother, he's going to play in the NBA, you know? Yeah, so, he had I mean, a meltdown last night. He, he was a disaster. And then he freaked out and he was throwing a tantrum and bad fouls. And it was just, it was just poor, poor situation. Yeah, sounds like my type of player for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> with all that behavior. So that wraps it up. Rob has to go. He's got to get to the gym. He's got all types of things. As you mentioned, we will be back with a new episode next week. 
once again, Nick and I will try to record in the hotel to keep uh, Rob from having to record with us during the week. <laughs> uh, our busy schedules. We are so busy this time of year. Don't even have time to uh, do push-ups, right, Rob? Can't- yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to complain about how little we sleep on signing day. We'll have to save this all up for that, you know. Yeah, so please leave us a review on iTunes. Please tell a friend. This is the this is the dog days of the podcast. So if you want to hear us talk about something, be sure to tweet at us and tell us. I forgot to complain about the lady who uh, put her reading light on next to me on the flight at two in the morning. Well, what are you <laughs> what are you reading at two in the morning on a flight on a red eye flight, Rob? I have no idea. Hopefully, uh, hopefully a story that that includes our boss beefing with a New York jet. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we, we can't use that to tease our podcast that was done earlier in a week so <laughs> that, uh, that wraps it up for us shut off your reading lights you don't need to read on a plane we get it you're smart okay cool you read books it's not that dark in there okay get out of here that wraps it up M Deuce who I did not get to see when we were in Oregon sorry M Deuce in and out you know me uh, last one in first one out right Rob yeah, just like someone else we know. M. Deuce.